As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. This is Iris. And this is Jamie. And this is Girl We Have to Talk podcast. Um, today, we are actually just going to do readers' questions. So, well, questions. and but <laughs> <laughs> Just questions. And then, but Jamie and I are going to just talk about, like, things that have been going on in our life first. So, random how have you been? shit. Yeah, random shit. How have you been, Jamie? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. Um, what's new with you? Anything that you want to talk about uh, with our imaginary friends on this podcast? I'm... Under contract for my condo. Oh, so, so wait, what's yay. the last time that we talked? You were this dude, the last podcast that we recorded. Yeah. You said, I'm thinking about selling my condo, um, but like I haven't heard back from my realtor yet, so maybe I won't. And now, look, <laughs> like, uh, like already you've sold it. I know it went on the market on Monday night and was sold by Wednesday night, so we did pretty well. So I'm, I'm excited and proud about that, and yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, so, you know, hopefully that sticks. You never know until the closing happens. And I know right. we talked about doing an episode about that. So maybe when I finish mine. Yeah. My well, process, let's do it after you move. That's what I'm yes. saying. Okay. After I finish my process. You so have seen the whole side of it. You are in the middle of it. Because yes. Because it's, it's kind of stressful. But I feel like now that I know the process, it's, it's better. Of course, I've never sold before. So, yeah. And then what else can I say? always watching lots of TV. What have you been watching? Um I'm rewatching The Devil Next Door, which I was oh, yeah, telling I think my you said something about, about this. when you were oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's about this guy who was suspected to be one of the really the worst Nazis in um in the Holocaust and he um evidence showed that he might have been this person in Indiana, so it's just about that whole situation is really fascinating. So, did they ever prove that it was him, or we don't know yet? Well, or we don't know. <laughs> we don't know at the beginning, so I won't. I won't oh, say okay. what happens. But it's it. it's not what you expect, which is kind of cool. It definitely has twists. I think you would really like it. Okay, because it also part of it is like uh, um, survivors of the Holocaust oh, testify. I love that, and it's really so. It's so really sad. interesting. Yeah, I was surprised. That I was because uh, I'm watching the show The Hunters, which is about people catching yeah, Nazis too. Me. There's a mm-hmm. lot of Nazi content right now. There um, really is. Like anti are obsessed with Nazis. I just watched Jojo like, Rabbit. Again. Wouldn't be obsessed with them. Like yeah. it's a horrible. It's like kind of unimaginable. Like I think we're so. PC now, mm-hmm. even more so, that, like, even the thought of being a Nazi, it's like, how could you even consider being a Nazi? Like, it's just, every time I well, watch something... Well, I mean, yes, we're PC, and there's also a lot of bigotry out there, so... Yeah, I, every time I see, 
but you know that it's wrong, right? Like, that's just kind of like people were so surprised last, a couple years ago. Well, maybe you, if you're in your inner circle, don't know that it's wrong. If you guys are all assholes, mm-hmm. I don't that's care. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of stuff that's come, that is more outwardly oppressive that people are just thinking is okay, so. I think people don't, like, the stuff that's, like, really aggressive, though, I feel like there are still people who do that, but they, they're better at hiding it. Or, like, they're ashamed of themselves. Like, they... Yeah. Maybe... I don't want to say that. Maybe they're not ashamed of themselves, or they think that other people will judge them, so they're not super vocal yeah. about it. They're or they from, don't think they'll maybe, there'll be consequences for their behavior, maybe. But then again, yeah. now that I say that, I'm like, there's people out there who don't think there are consequences. So, I don't know. It's... There was a... Uh, well, like, I think what's interesting, because we're still... We're still in election season, which we keep talking about, because it's never ending. But oh I was thinking gosh. about last time, yeah. and everybody was so surprised that like um that Trump won they were shocked and I was like yeah well it's because like thing people knew like they didn't feel comfortable expressing yeah that they agree well you know research has come out that shows that it's because not enough Democrats voted it's the people who well I shouldn't say Democrats but it's the people that that so there were so many people that didn't vote yeah that that's part of the reason he got elected so hopefully that's going to change Oh, I, I guess I could I say who so. my candidate is because well, there's only two. So. Yeah, because uh, the person dropped out. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm really sad, and I'm also just <laughs> I said, like sorry, like you, I'm like so you tired. Are related to her. I'm, I'm just see, so tired. You've reached my level of fatigue yeah, about so the election. I'm, I'm just so tired of like, yeah. I just really feel like my candidate was. It was so obvious that she was like the best choice. And because I think she's so pragmatic and a woman, mm-hmm. she was so underestimated. It's so sad. You're talking about Elizabeth Warren. Of course. Okay, I know. But you should say that because there were other women. So, like, <laughs> so you're talking about, because there's Amy Klobuchar. I'm like, people could be yeah, like, who, who are you talking about? She's also pragmatic, but um, I'm very and progressive and she's not too. She's not as progressive. And I don't know so, what her name is. Tabby Getty. Oh, the weird one? I, listen, I'm not judging her. I don't know anything about her. But there's, I know there was, an, there was three, there was more women, but like there were three that I think were there were four. Recent, like there was Amy, there was the one woman who's still in there, whose name I don't know, Gabby, Tabby, something. I just made. There was Elizabeth, and then there was also Camilla. Oh yeah. Who I heard Camilla is being considered for Biden vice P. Somebody said that they have like no choice. Also, like, well, they end up what it seems like what happens, and I know this from watching Veep, so I know officially. Yeah. Because I watch Veep. I get a lot um, of what I know about <laughs> politics, which is a high level of knowledge. I get it from that Kevin Spacey show that was on Netflix. What is it called? Oh my gosh, it was so popular. It was oh, like House I haven't of Cards. seen this show. No, no, you haven't seen oh, House of Cards. No, Kevin Spacey, Isn't not Kevin like, Nealon. No, no, I don't Kevin compare Spacey. Kevin Nealon to Kevin Spacey. I didn't say Kevin Nealon. I, I swear Kevin, you said Kevin I don't, Nealon. I, I'm okay, we're going to go know. back. We are not going to un- edit this No, I'm not going to edit it. I don't even know who Kevin Nealy is. Like Kevin, Kevin Nealon from Saturday Night Live? No, I don't know who that is. Kevin okay. Spacey, that show. Maybe House I just heard Kevin Nealon. Because you were hoping I wasn't talking about Kevin Spacey. But Yeah, seriously, it's true. Yeah, you were like, I was like, selectively hoping you didn't say that yeah he's every time a lot of people that's a reaction yeah it's really but that show that's where i get all my political knowledge but it seems like what happens is is they make all these deals they're like Mm. wheeling and dealing and so yeah i'll drop out or i'll do this if you do that or whatever so and i think they also have to do what the dnc tells them there's a reason why like when pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. Okay, yeah. Buttigieg. Sorry. This is seven. This is the several times that I fucked up his name. Sorry. It's not. 
That's okay. Just he has him. a hard name. He does. Just Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete, when he <laughs> dropped out, he backed Biden. And then when Amy dropped it, like, I think the DNC kind of tells you, like, this is what you need to do. Because even Mike was talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's such a bummer. They do it all the time. Like, mm-hmm. Mike was talking about it. He was like, basically what's going to have to happen is they're going to all have to drop out because there was all of these articles that came mm-hmm. out about how the DNC just does not want Bernie. So they kept posting about it. And Mike was like, you're going to see. He's like, after... Super Tuesday, you're going to see that all those people are going to have to, the DNC is going to pressure them to drop out and to pick a side. I don't think Elizabeth said anything yet. She, there's no way she can pick Biden. No, she can't. Though. That's what I'm saying. I, that's what, but I wonder if she just will say nothing because I don't think. That, I think she's got to say something like people are going to, and, and, and a lot of Warren supporters naturally just go to Oh Bernie. yeah. Like I mean, it's, watching, it's an easy, it's yeah. an easy transition because mm-hmm. they are similar. Mm-hmm. In fact, like one of the reasons why, like, cause a lot of people might think that I would be more of a Bernie supporter yeah. oh, than Warren because for you. Bernie is more progressive than she is, yeah. believe it or not. No, no, and I know. I used to be a Republican, but. Do you know that I took a test to tell me who to vote for? Oh, I was, was so it? conflicted. So, okay, listen, I got <laughs> that I should vote for Elizabeth Warren because it was like, cause I'm actually pretty moderate and I don't think she's as wild. Like she's not as no. progressive like you said. Yeah. But like. And I would have actually if she was still here because I was like, okay, fine. Because the nice thing about this test <laughs> is it tells you like why you agree with this person. It yes. gives you the question. I know which test I think I've yeah, seen you on Facebook. Yeah, whose side are you on or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I did it last but, mm-hmm, time that mm-hmm. there was an election because I was in the same place where I was yeah. like, I don't you know got, any. And you got Trump, yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> I've never gotten him before, actually. And I, we, I even went through it to see like what we, because it was like, and you should like, Three percent vote for vote for Donald, and I was like, "What three percent things do we agree on?" And I know, and it tells me, like it says, it's like you guys agree on this. Like for instance, he is pro gay marriage, and I was like, "Okay, well, see, there's our one. That's our three percent. We agree that gay people should be allowed to get married." He doesn't agree with a lot of other things that I agree with, but that was his yeah, one. Yeah, but thing. you can't even really trust what he agrees or doesn't agree with because it changes based on um, his supporters. He's an asshole. Like, I, if anybody who's listening to this, you like Donald, that's fine. You don't have to listen. But he is somebody who I don't even think he believes anything he says. Well, that's what I'm saying. He, like, he, he's that's, just like a he, guy who yeah, wants to be he, president, and they were like, he was like, who's going to let me do it? Right. And they did. I mean, literally, yeah, there's literally quotes from him saying, like, I'm not Republican, oh but I gosh. think that I will run Republican because yes. I think I will win. Is it, yeah. Like, I mean, is that even, like, so that's not even a disputed thing. Yeah. So, I mean, he literally is, he just was riding the wave of that. Because if he really cared that much about gay people getting married, like, if that was really his belief, which he is on the record of saying, it would be hard to have Mike Pence as your running mate. Because he believes not only that gay yeah. people shouldn't get married, in conversion. Which is the cruelest thing you can do to someone yeah. is send them to conversion, and he believes that the state should pay for that, and they do in Indiana where he was. And this is the person who, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. How are you, Iris? I'm good. <laughs> so I haven't been doing too much. I took the political test to figure out who to uh-huh. vote for. Okay, something major's happened since we. Oh yes, I bought a house. Oh yeah. Oh yes, I bought a house. I mean, I'm kind of over it. Like I've already lived and, there for two weeks. Yeah, now. and I already like, moved in, and yeah, I moved. I bought a house. I moved in. It, my boxes are unpacked. I live there. It's great. Like I'm. It was wonderful. I made it more stressful than it needed to be. Oh, uh, we all do that. So it was fine. Yes. Like I don't even want to talk about it. Like it's okay, like, not in a bad way. I'm just like it's done. 
Yeah. Goodbye. It's over with. I live there now. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm getting a dog. That's the Yay! more exciting thing. Yes. I'm going to foster a dog. I'll keep you guys posted about it. Um, Have you decided, because you said you don't want to keep her name. Do you know what you want to name her? I'm going to see. Like you said, I, like if she's like your, like Maya, and mm-hmm. she doesn't respond to her name, which is Annabelle right now, like if she doesn't respond to that, yeah. then I'll think of something you else. You should just shout names at her. Yeah. You know? See what happens. Like, Murphy. Randy. Cheryl. Ooh. And just see, you know, Rosemary. Ooh. Bertha. Nope. These are all <laughs> bad names. I, I mean, I'm happy. If she responds to Annabelle, like, that's okay. I would never call her that. I would probably just try to, like, get her. Anna? I would call her Anna. My parents Annie, have a dog named Anna. Like something like and that. And sometimes they call her Anna Banana. Yeah, like, I would do that. Like, something <laughs> where it's, like, similar enough so that she... Because also, she's not... Like, she may or may not be my dog. So, I don't want to confuse her. <laughs> like, she's going bad. Like, I foster her for a couple weeks. And then, like, yeah. somebody adopts her. And they're just like, oh, Annabelle. And she's like, who the fuck is that? Like, I've That's what happened with Maya. She was called Sweetheart. But the person who had adopted her previously called her Maya so okay and that's why she responded to Maya yeah so like I'd have to tell them like she doesn't she doesn't like Annabelle because Annabelle is a haunted doll movie that's why I don't want to call her that like I just think it's so creepy and she's like like mostly white with these like big blue eyes so it kind of seems like she looks a little bit like a ghost already I haven't Mm. met this dog yet but she looked a little creepy in the photos I don't really need to have like. I love that you chose a creepy dog. I like that, like that always. Just makes I my soul the so happy. Dog. I want like the dog that is like homely and that everyone's like, this is not a cute dog. I'm like, you are the one for me. Come over here, weirdo. Let's be friends. Like, that's great. Because like those are the cutest ones. They're just kind of like ugly cute. Like Maya is like traditionally a cute dog. That's why there was that one dog. There was a dog that I showed you that looked just like very similar to Maya. And I didn't get her because I was like, and honestly, like that she was gone because she was so cute that I was yeah. like, okay, you're going to be okay. But look at this homely dog. This homely dog from yeah. Texas. Yeah. They need Aww. some. So, you have such a big heart. Look I don't. You. But like. Bless. As, as, uh, bless I was, your heart. Yeah, there was a great, if you um, catch it, you can, I'm sure you can Google it. It's still there. But there was a great um, uh, interview done with um, Stephen Colbert and Elizabeth Warren where oh. he took her to, he was in South Carolina, yes. his hometown. And he's like. When you think people say really dumb things, what you just what you say is bless your heart. I mean that <laughs> like Jen, who you don't know, but like Jen and I say that to people all the time because it just means fuck you, and also you're an idiot. Like we're Jen's fam. Jen is a Jewish woman whose family was raised in the South, and she oh. grew up, so like she says all that, and then all my family's from the South too. So we're basically both old Southern ladies. Um, so we say that kind of shit all the time to people. Nice. Yeah, we're yeah. not that nice. Like, we're nice if you, we like you, but I think we can both be pretty biting sometimes. So you'll have to meet her. She's a delight. Oh, we've already She's, talked about this many times. No, I really hope she to comes to visit. Like, or we can visit her. Yes. You will really like her. She's great. Okay, so that's all I've been up to. There's the election. I'm watching a movie about Nazis because we all like Nazis. I'm reading this book. We like to not like Nazis. Let's... Right. We don't love them. I mean, it's like how we like serial killers. Like, we don't yes. I mean, personally. We're fascinated. We're fascinated. curious. That's a, like, how could yes. you? It's like, I yes. can't imagine Yes, doing how this. can this be human, a part of human behavior? And also, like, I don't know if you know this working at the JCC, but when you're raised Jewish, you're taught that in order for it not to happen again, you have to remember. So you're oh, like yeah. inundated. I mean, with, I don't know that, but you're inundated with Holocaust information, well, like I all do the time. I know a lot about like I took Jew, I took Jewish 101, which is actually a class that I have passed, 
And yeah, we yeah. talked a lot about, a lot of what we talk about in the class is holidays because the rabbi said that you can learn a lot about the Jewish faith through the holidays. I mean, yes. much like anything else, but yes. he was like, you learn a lot about the history too right. because of we the holidays. We survived. Over yes, and over. what he said. We um, but they have like several days. Like there's a Remembrance Day, there's Memorial Day, and now there's a Holocaust Day. So there's several days to remember mm-hmm. it. We don't celebrate them as much here as you do in like Israel. Mm-hmm. But it's nice. And I like that in Judaism you give the day like two days for the holiday. I think that's great. Because mm-hmm. then you know you're truly celebrating it. You can't celebrate it in a day. I'm it's moving true. that Christmas is two days. I, I think Halloween should be like a week. Seriously, because there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> there's so much. I mean, but technically, I mean, technically, there's Halloween and there's Day of the Dead. So well, I guess I was you could say, say also you're Jewish. You can have two Halloweens because like Purim is kind of like Halloween. It's Halloween light. You could dress up. You know, it's that's all about true. fooling, and there's candy, and there's usually a carnival. There's several Purim carnivals oh right now. Oh my gosh, I have so many memories of Purim carnival growing up. See, there's a lot of them right now, and they didn't even get canceled because of coronavirus, which is, we didn't talk about that. How are we having a podcast right now and not... Because, because we, we are so, not going to freak out about it, we're so not, we're not going to talk about but it. But just as a remembrance... We've already done our risk reduction, and so there's nothing more to talk about. Nope, we're good. But just so everybody knows, if you ever listen to this in the future, at this point in time, Jamie and I are both coronavirus <laughs> just keep you posted. <laughs> yeah, because an upcoming episode is going to be us in the hospital. Yes, with our little... little Holding hands. We'll both have been infected. We'll just ask them to <laughs> maybe put in the same room. You can't get more corona. You can't get more sick. Just put us in the same room so we can record our podcast. People are listening. All 50 of you. Oh, they'll die if we, if we don't record an episode what will those 51 listeners do they'll be so they'll be like who where did but they go be way more popular if we're exactly podcasts we might be the first man now i see i almost want to get it don't say that i, I know i'm joking we wanna, we wanna, joking i'm joking universe please do not <laughs> please take that as a sign please don't get coronavirus <laughs> although i think you'll be fine but please don't get it yes um, so, but anyway, I feel like that's what's going on right now. Cause the last time we talked about Kobe Bryant too, and cause it was relevant yeah. to the time mm-hmm. right now, like Kobe oh, Bryant is out because coronavirus is in. So like we've moved on to the virus. So that's what we're all True. talking about. True. We're talking about the upcoming election and coronavirus and mm-hmm. like extensive tutorials on how an adult human should wash their hands. Never have I ever. Yes. Did you see the video from, is it? Japan that's like a video it's like if you watch um last week tonight it's a video like it's like a boy band like singing about washing your hands it's really interesting have you seen like the Mike took um there I think they're in Korea not sure where but I'm assuming south they're in South Korea cleaning the streets with like these white hazmat suits on and they're like okay but Mike took it he saved it and he put the like uh, stormtrooper music on because they look like a bunch of they look like stormtroopers like they look like stormtroopers in this That's outfit. Funny. It is funny. It's not right. funny, but well, it's funny. Let's get to the question. Okay, yeah. So today, actually, the name of this episode is "Back to Our Roots" because like the reason we well for one podcast was started to talk about friendship, but I feel like we talked about that last week, the last episode. Actually, we were talking about friendship and friendship dates and like Bumble BFF. I'm pretty sure that was the last episode before this one. So it's only right that we spend this whole episode or most of it now that we're done talking about the coronavirus, talking about um, questions, questions that we found that maybe we have like different opinions on. Um, So I have two of them. Which one would you like me to start with, Jamie? Oh, um, I know. Dealer's choice. Only I'm the dealer, but you can pick. you, You decide. I don't care. Okay. 
So let's talk about this one, which I think is a little bit more like heavy. Okay. And then we'll talk about the lighter one. That so, sounds okay. Good. We'll end on a. I listened to another podcast, and it's a murder podcast, of course. <laughs> That's all I listen to, other than this one. Um, and basically, at the end of all their episodes, they have what they call like a sweetener. So we'll do that. We'll talk oh, about this, and I we'll like have that. like a little sweetener. Yeah. That's sweetener, I like that. Yes. Okay. So the question. I'm a 26-year-old female, and I'm at least 10 years older than my other than my half-siblings, a 16-year-old boy and a 14-year-old girl. My parents had me young and split before I could ever remember them together. I grew up living mostly with my mom and visiting my dad on the weekends. My stepmom, Stella, came into my life when I was five and has been an integral part of my life. She's like a parent figure. They had two great kids who I don't consider anything less than real siblings. The limit, the time limit, no, the limited time with my dad, Brian, always made it a really special circumstance. When he moved states, I would only see him a couple times a year and a few weeks in the summer, but they were always wonderful and focused on our relationship. He can be so much fun, so kind, and a really wonderful soul, but he also has an awe-inspiring temper. One of my first memories is from about when I was four and he was too lazy to heat up leftovers and had me do it. I was four, so I didn't know that the metal fork couldn't go in the microwave, so the microwave blew up. I vividly remember how frustrated he was with me and how terrible I felt about it. His anger continued to be an issue. One time when he picked me up and wanted to take me for a milkshake and was relaying that info to Stella over the phone, the signal was bad and she couldn't hear and it ended up and it ended with him screaming it at her because of frustration. They continued to have fights like this, and I would see it enough, even though I was only there for a short time. My stepmom's and dad's marriage lasted 18 years, and then she left him two years ago because of these incidents. He met a woman named Bonita two weeks after they separated. Mm. Initially, he took full blame for the failure of the marriage and his issues, and I knew he contemplated suicide. Benita saw the good, wonderful man he was, or like he can be like we all did, but blinded by love, told him Stella was exaggerating, being unfair and cruel. His mindset continued to warp until he came to the point where he now believes Stella turned me and the children against him and Bonita. The process continued until Bonita moved in. She quit her job and moved her 17-year-old senior in high school to a different state in the country on a farm. I continued to watch my dad's and Bonita's relationship dissolve into a uh, devolve into an emotional and a mental abuse, and it can escalated significantly when my dad lost his job when the woodworking shop burnt down. They were both unemployed for over four months when the hitting incident occurred. He was upset she hadn't helped him with bills for over eight months, and it escalated to him pushing her to the floor and putting his hands around her throat. This is what Bonita relayed to me. My siblings, as well as her daughter, were in the house and heard the thump and Bonita screaming. Bonita runs downstairs and pounds on her daughter's door, telling her to pack and that they were going back to their home state. My siblings then go to my stepmom's house. My sister is in hysterics and sobbing, and my brother is shaking. They are both gentle souls. They have now refused to return to his house, and of course Bonita has decided to stay, even though her now 18-year-old daughter is moving in with a friend back in the home state of her own accord. After the incident, my dad keeps asking for a call and explains that he wants out of the relationship and promises to go get help with his anger. I explain to him that my siblings need time and that they want me to be there when they all sit down for a discussion. He agrees to give them the time that they need. 
That was three weeks ago and the talk is coming up, but Stella just got a hold of me and said she and my dad had a long talk where he accused her of keeping the children from him and and that I had no part in this and shouldn't be there. Because I don't like Bonita and I'm biased, I can literally hear Bonita's words in those statements. I don't know how to go into this and actually have a productive conversation. He wants this to end in my siblings going back to 50-50 at both houses, and I know neither of them wants that. My sister in particular took this very hard and is adamant that she does not ever want to return, even if Bonita left, and he got help. I'm going to talk, going to this talk because my siblings asked me to, and I want to be an adult advocate for them, but also because I'm his child as well, and knowing my dad got physical with a woman is so heartbreaking. I feel so terrible for my siblings because they didn't get the focused and loving dad that I got with the distance. I want this to be a productive talk where we can hear each other out, but I don't know how to say what I need to in a way that will be well-received. At the end of the day, my siblings and I want to have a functional relationship with our dad and not live in a toxic environment at home. Is there any way to say all of this so that it will be received well and not make him defensive? She adds that one part of this I should make clear is that Stella has been adamant that he never got physical with her. She doesn't feel that the children or I are unsafe with him physically, and I agree with her. I would also like to clarify that he did not strangle her on the floor. He put his hands around her collarbones, around her neck, to push her down, not choke her. I know I'm defending his behavior, and this is still not acceptable, but I want to be clear he's not capable of murder. So that was a good... Oh my gosh, we should spend the whole time on that question, I feel like, now. Well, I mean, if we Let's have see. to, we can. Yeah, We'll see. So what are your thoughts? Oh, I will go gosh. for you first because you're a therapist. So I think yeah, well, and I know a lot about abusive relationships, too, having worked in in that field, being, right. worked in domestic abuse. Um, so what do I think? I mean, her questions here are um, how to have the product, a productive conversation. Yeah, without making him feel defensive. I mean, here's the problem. She's not in control of that. And right. neither are her siblings. So... Um, he has given indications that he is maybe not capable of that. And so I think there maybe needs to be some radical acceptance on their part that they're not in control of that. And, you know, they're, it, he's giving indications that he might not be there. Right. I almost feel like it might make more sense for him before this conversation to be seeking help so that they can see that he's really willing, like that he, um, I don't know, anger management can sort of be bullshit sometimes, but he really needs to go to, um, what are they called? They're, um, they're groups specifically for people who are abusive. And Ooh, there's like, actually yeah. people that get trained to facilitate these groups. And I I've forget what they're before. called. Like there's yeah. something that I watched where the husband was abusing his wife. Yeah, actually. So it's a serial killer, of course. So <laughs> he, the husband's not a serial killer. Uh-huh. There is a serial killer who goes to these meetings and then he hears about the partners that are abusing their spouses and uh. then he goes and he kills them. Because he oh. was abused as a child. I can't remember yeah, I have to what it was that I was watching is. this. Yeah. I can't remember what show it was. Oh, it was Prodigal book. Son, which is about this. It's oh. on Fox, which is so good. I highly recommend everybody okay, watch Prodigal it. Okay, Prodigal Son. That but it's one really of the good. episodes. It's about this. Yeah, um, sounds like Dexter almost. Well, the guy is an FBI profiler, the main character. But his dad is a really prolific serial killer. And he works like his dad. Um, he helps. His dad kind of helps him. Because his dad 
is a therapist. So his dad was a really great therapist who also was a serial killer. Um, and so now the son is an FBI agent. And so his dad, like he goes and he like visits his dad to say like, um, like, what do you think? Cause he's a therapist, but also a serial killer. So sometimes he has like insight yeah, yeah. and the son really hates him. <laughs> it's like a great show. You should really watch it. Um, there's a book called by this man named Lundy Bancroft and it's called why does he do that? And mm. it's one of the best books that's been written about understanding abusive behavior sure. like this. Um, and you know, it's unfortunate. Of course she's going to defend him in a way and I'm glad she's aware of it. Right. Here's a reality. Like this last part when she's like, well, he's not capable of murder. Like it really doesn't matter why he put his hands on her. If he put his hands on her in that way and she could not breathe, that's choking someone. I mean, yeah. I think like no, I agree with there's you. some radical acceptance around like this is who he is and that's really hard. It's a loss when we have to look at a loved one that way. But then there's also this freedom that comes because we're seeing them for who they truly are. Right. And he seems like, and this is what abusers do, is they say the right things, but then they don't follow through the, their behavior. And right. that's what he's doing. Like, he's very good with words. He's very good at saying, I'm sorry, yeah. I'll do this and that. But it doesn't sound like he really has followed through on that. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying I feel like what needs to happen before any kind of talk is we need to see you making these changes. And setting those kind of boundaries is really the only way that maybe he will right abusers can change it's very hard for them to but if they love someone enough it's possible right i think that they need to probably go see a therapist themselves because yeah. like i think the hard thing is i think about it i've not had this situation but i do think that even in her language that she's like she kind of blames bonita a lot she it mm -hmm. seems like it, you know, I'm going to put on her hat from what I'm inferring from her language. It sounds like she's saying, my dad has a bad temper, but he was, my mom left him because, it sounds like, I don't know if she even said this, but I'm getting the vibes that her mom left him because of this. She may have even yes. said that. No, she did say that. She's, uh, I think she did say that mom, mom left because of the behavior. Yeah, and then he married Stella. And or no, stepmom. We don't know about mom. Yes. Okay, step -mom. So we don't the know first stepmom is Stella. Yes, the first stepmom is Stella. Yeah, and so, so Stella did leave him yes. for, because of the abuse. Yes, but I'm wondering, but she dealt with it for 18 years. Yeah. And so I'm just wondering, but she even said, Stella says he never did anything to you her. You know, but it, it doesn't really matter. Right. Like, we if don't know there's what emotional she... there's emotional and mental abuse here or there's emotional and psychological abuse here and the reality is is that if that works an abuser never has to get physical right. because physical is the most clearly abusive and it's the most easily found out and they don't want people to find out yeah. so um it sounds like with bonita it 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 had to get there for mm -hmm. whatever reason, but it didn't with Stella. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but I think that the, re the person who wrote in, though, the, the tone almost sounds like Stella... Everybody likes Stella, mm -hmm. the step initial stepmother. Mm -hmm. Like, her actual only stepmother. Bonita is, is the dad's girlfriend. Yeah, which makes sense because she grew up with Stella and she doesn't really know Bonita well. Right. Plus, I'm sure she wasn't super enthused with her dad starting two weeks to date someone two weeks after. Yes, but also, though, it sounds like... I'm getting the vibes that everybody thinks, and, may, and maybe this is true, that maybe Stella is, like, very calm and quiet. Like, she seems like maybe she's more 
of a gentle soul is maybe. what she says. She calls her a gentle soul. Okay. And I think Bonita maybe is a little bit more fiery. And I think for that reason, it's easy for her to say, like, well, he didn't hit Bonita because, like, he was just pushing well, her again, down. and again, then he wouldn't need to because his control would be working. Right. So. And I just think that it'll, it wouldn't... I don't feel like any of them are really equipped to have the conversation at this point. Yeah, because, because even if they're physically safe, it doesn't sound like they're emotionally or psychologically right. safe. Which, again, like, what I hear from people who experience this is that the physical abuse is, is a little bit easier. Like, not that any abuse is okay. It's just very black but it's and a white. But it's a, it's a little bit easier to handle because it's very clear and it goes away. Right? Like, you can see your body heal. Um, or a hit stops right. but emotional abuse and psychological abuse in particular because that's what makes you really start to question your own reality that's really damaging and it doesn't necessarily go away yeah so I don't know I would recommend that I don't know if there's any advice that anyone should be giving them other than like maybe you guys should get help before you have to like the dad should get his help and yeah, all of these kids yeah. should get their help too. Yeah, because, because they're also, safe right yeah. now, which is what's so great about this situation is that everybody's safe. Right, except for maybe Bonita, and like maybe she's not safe. But oh, I mean, right, because she chose to stay with him. Yeah. Right, and at the risk of like losing her own child, which is very sad that like her I mean, daughter's she moving might, out. She might feel she's in more danger separating from this yeah. relationship than staying. I mean, he he might have threatened her. Sure. Um, outwardly or, or not, yeah. uh, but when something gets phys- when something reaches physical abuse, there is always a feeling. There, there can be a feeling of, well, this person hurt me worse. If the I other thing too that people don't. I'm sorry. Oh no, no. I just said I was agreeing with you. Like yeah. if she leaves, she may think something else could happen. Right, because actually, the most dangerous time is when people are mm-hmm. leaving or have left. That's when stalking. Like, there's a really high chance of stalking, and that's when people are killed, is, is after they leave. So, um, or they're seriously injured. Yeah. Um, but the thing about physical abuse that people don't know is you physical abuse can um, also be the threat. So even if you think, even if a person's never been physically abusive, but you just know that it's possible, right. or you wonder, that really in itself is all it takes. Like, and that could be just them throwing things around. That could be them abusing a pet. Right. So. I don't know, but I really do think, well, I do know that I think all of you should definitely get help. And I don't think they should force it. Like the conversation initially being like, we should have 50-50 custody. Right. I think they feel pressure by him, which should be a good, which should be a sign. I mean, if he is really trying to change, then he should be really respecting how people feel and he should be, want his children to feel safe. Right. It doesn't sound, it sounds like he cares more about getting what's his, what's owed to him. Mm -hmm. Or what he wants versus, you know, which is is not good. Yeah. But I think also that they just, it's it kind of reminds me of, I think the Bonita situation is feeding it, it sounds like, from what she said. It, it sounds like they're very, like, it's us against everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that, I feel like that makes it even more scary to me. Because I think people are, like, they're courage to say things and do things is worse when they feel like they have somebody on their side so that's why I would say they should probably all get some actual help because maybe Bonita you said either she feels threatened and has like feels like she has to say maybe she's just like I've heard people who are in abusive relationships say like we're so passionate about each other we love each other like 
this is just the way that it is. Like, he would never hurt me, but, like, we're really passionate and that's what happens. Like, people make lots of excuses. I mean, it's always up to the individual um, in these situations if they're an adult, right? We can't step in even if someone else is getting abused. Right. Um, that's That doesn't mean we can't still call it what it is. Yeah. Right? But yeah, exactly. It's, it's up to the individuals to decide what, what they want, what works for them. Yeah. But if the person who, like, you're now currently abusing is being like, everyone is blowing this out of proportion, you're fine and you're great, I don't think it's going to get better because I don't think that they have enough support in place to get anything to be resolved. I mean, if an abuser is getting everything that he or she wants, what is the reason to make any changes? Yeah, I agree. So, good luck, original, like, person who sent us this. Yeah. I hope that you, I really think you should try to get help before you move forward with the conversation. And if you do decide to have the conversation, I feel like it's very cavalier to say good luck, but I wish yeah. it goes the best that it possibly Wishing could. Wishing you safety. Yes. Yeah. All right, do you want to read the other question, or actually? Oh, Okay. I've known Claire for over 15 years. We went to high school together in all-girls Catholic school where we were friendly but not the closest of friends. Then we went to college together and lived in the same dorm for two years. We were both studying art, but I transferred to a school in Chicago to study fashion, and she stayed in Michigan. I was there for her when she came out and got her first serious girlfriend. I was also there for her when her super conservative parents found out and forced her to move back home for a summer of conversion therapy. Or they would cut her off financially. In Chicago, I went through a lot. My first serious boyfriend, my first serious breakup. Ray Perpies. Wow, it was a lot. Claire lost her brother to cancer um, during that period, and we were there for each other through it all. Her parents finally accepted that she was bi after her brother passed away because they realized it was more important to love your kids while they're still around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I moved to New York City, and Claire came to came with me. We had a blast for five years, paid our rent, saw each other through love affairs and breakups. During this period... Claire started a relationship with a dude who was truly toxic. Without divulging too much, he left her broken and drinking a lot. At that point, I encouraged her to go back to Michigan and be close to her family and have that support. She's been in Michigan for three years and I stayed in New York. Now I'm planning on returning home because the rent is just too damn high. She has a good job and good benefits. We've talked about how much we would love to live together again. She, so we decided to get legally married so she can put me on her insurance when I move home. We've also talked about buying and rehabbing properties together, something that our family does anyway, and it would be much easier to get a mortgage if you're married and both partners have good credit. My credit is better than hers, and I could help her build her credit. I also am interviewing for positions in Michigan, so I will be bringing an income to the table shortly after I arrive. If I get a better job than Claire, she can go on my insurance and go part-time in her job, and she wants to go back to school to be an electrician. We've also talked about fostering older kids together, since both of us like kids but aren't really aren't ready to have her home. My parents think I'm crazy and should wait for a man. I'm 33 black and American with no kids. My prospects are already pretty low and I don't want to wait for benefits of marriage until I find some proverbial man. That's so sad that she feels her um, prospects are low. Um, My last relationship left me pretty fucked up physically, emotionally, and financially. I'm ready to freeze my eggs and do things my own way. And I found someone who um, I know I could ride with for life. So why not reap the benefits of that with Claire? And then there's one more. We would sign a prenup so we each have our own money. Except what we put into the properties. We could date slash have sex with who we wanted. We could never um, consummate our marriage so we could easily get it annulled after a few years if either one of us finds someone we really want to marry for romantic reasons. 
A no-fault divorce in Michigan would only cost about $1,200, less than a security deposit in New York. All the reasons I've heard against marriage are based on romance, cheating, loss of interest, etc., or something that comes from an episode of Snapped, <laughs> insurance, money, domestic violence, custody battles, etc., which I feel wouldn't really factor into my marriage with Claire. So what do you think? Am I missing something? What are the real downsides to marriage? Wow. I'm jealous. This sounds like a, a great situation. I thought so too. Okay, so what's <laughs> funny is that this was so like, I found this question on Reddit. Uh-huh. And originally, I wouldn't have even suggested it because I read it and I was just like, oh, okay, great. Like, sounds good. I was like, that sounds wonderful. Oh, so you found it randomly? Like you weren't looking? Okay. No. Like, yeah, I you just were just like, reading on yes, Reddit. And, and I was yeah. just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, that sounds great. Like, have fun. But then, like, I started to read people's comments. Yeah, I'm curious. Were and people, they, like, really judgmental about yes, it? Yes, there was no positive comments. It wow. Was nothing positive at all, which I'm was shocked. so surprising because I think it sounds fine. This sounds like such an ideal yes. situation. Yes, it sounds fine to me. And she's really, the cool thing is she's really thought it through. Yes. Like, I was just like, oh, okay. Like, because there are, if you don't have to have the emotions, emotional entanglements of marriage, it's just a contract, and now you yes. have a partner. Yes. I'm married, and I even agree with that. Like, I, I think, think that's part of what people are hung up on in marriage is that it's a contract, and yeah, they don't like that. That's what people don't like. Yeah. And so, but I feel like, and sometimes if you have it, like where it's matters of the heart, having a contract, I could see that. Like, yeah. you're now stuck with this person forever. Right, right. And like, somebody could hurt you. But like, if it's just like, hey, we're, it's like a business agreement almost. Like, I know. I, it's like, hey, like we, and, and everyone was even saying, they were like, you don't have a better chance of getting a mortgage if you're married. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Cause you both have the both of the same yeah, money. Yeah. Like, you have more income. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm all, I've been, I've had a lot of moments of being annoyed that that's the way our system works. Right. I mean, and technically like I know people can buy, like I, I have a friend who was going to, like she and her partner were going to buy a property with another group of partners um, and they were going to do that. So I do think that like, like for instance, I think you and I could buy a place together, but I think yes, it's you can, you could, we could both be on the deed. Right. It's easier. I yeah, agree. Because you, I think part of it is like you would already have maybe joint taxes. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Kind of you have yeah. joint taxes. Mm -hmm. um, and it even says on our deed, it says like you're getting something here because you're living together as husband and wife. So in their case, it would be living together as wife and wife. Really? Your says, deed says that? I'll show you my deed that's when I come so over. So I do think there must be something to it because that's literally what my deed says. It says huh. that these two people will be residing in this property as husband and wife. Wow. So it doesn't just say that we're co-borrowers. It says that's that we're married. That's so interesting. Yes. Yeah, so it's like, is, it, is it like insurance? Like there's less... Like you get a better rate or something I because no you're less idea. of a liability than I think if you're married not people are more of a liability because like, <laughs> I, like I know well considering divorce rates yeah I'm like uh yeah like I could easily be like oh god this is not like if I'm if it's just a roommate situation or a person I mean, I get I guess I don't know maybe it's more of a hassle to get a divorce so they're figuring like, yes versus that is us true being, so maybe that's, that's what true. it is I don't know but I was just like this seems fine to me like especially if they're not going to sleep together they just want and. They want to, like, it's easier if you have, like, a partnership for properties and things. It just yeah. sounds like they want to have a partnership. So, yeah, and a ride-or-die friend like that. I mean, that. And, and there's so much out there now of, like, singles living in community together, like, friend, a bunch of friends getting a house together, yeah. which I think would be awesome. Like, 
I love living by myself, but I feel like it would be awesome to live with the right person. I think it would take a lot for me to find that person. Jen has always said that she wants to buy a place. Like, she's always said she would just buy, like, a Maybe Jen's the place. Jen's the person. Honestly, you should meet her. I think Jen (laughs) might actually be your person. But she, you guys would both be like, do whatever you want. Bye. Like, she likes things her way. You like things your way. You could have, like, separate space. I think Jen, though, would do a house, but it'd even be nice to have, like, I remember once I lived in the same apartment building with mm-hmm. a friend, and we had separate apartments, which was great, oh, um, but okay. we lived down the hall from each other, we lived oh, on the same yeah. floor uh-huh. and everything, and uh-huh. we were friends before, like, before we moved in together, uh-huh. like, before we, I moved into yeah, the building. Yeah, that's, that's an ideal situation. But it was nice, because mm-hmm. we would be like, come over and watch TV, or like, I made food today, you make food tomorrow. It was yeah. nice, but then you could yeah. go to your respective corners. Right. So, and I mean, there's so much out there about how much more isolated we are, and how like they're actually starting to create more communal living spaces yeah. because of it. Yes, there's a lot of those. There's like a yeah. TV show that I watch where they live in this place where they have their own apartment, but everybody shares a kitchen and they share. Yes, like, so it's exactly. Like, and they do like a family dinner once a week. It's nice to have that, I think. Yes. And honestly, I also think that it's 2020. Like, there are lots of different types of people, and I feel like maybe. But I think that's scary for people. I, I think do. We I like think it's scary. to put th- things in boxes, and we like things to be black and white. And that's the reason why these people are commenting this way. Because yeah. it's it's like, wait, if that person can do that, what does that mean for my life? Right. You know, and, and me, I don't want there to be that much option. Available. I feel like there should be. But like, we shouldn't be scared by that. No, I feel like I'm personally comfortable with people making their own choices. Yes. As long as your choices are You are, are one of the most your... open people I know, Iris, and that's one of the things I love about well, you. Well, thank you. I, yeah. And I really do genuinely feel that way. Like, I honestly don't care what other people do. And I think you should not have... Right. Other so, than cheating. Other than cheating. We don't like cheating. I don't like cheating. But I like it if you, I'm a, but I am okay with like polyamory. Like I just don't like being lied to. I think that's yes. my biggest thing is like well, I don't like I agree deception. with you though because betrayal and, and like trust is needed for right. relationships. And that's why and, I like this partnership. It's very yeah. open. And maybe, yes. maybe really that's what it makes through. me. Like yes. in and actually a lot of ways that people get married don't. Yes. And because it's the love and like I love you. Of course right. I don't so want to Right. So we don't want to like yeah. put politics into it because right. it's our love. Right. Right. And so, like, I think for me, like, I guess what I always learned from this, like, my common denominator of shit that pisses me off is, it is, it's deception and betrayal. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. No, that's good. If you, you shouldn't like, like honest about it, then it's all good. So, like, for them, I'm like, if you guys are honest, it's all good with me. Like, do whatever you want to do. I think that we should be... Yeah. More we should. Flexible to I want to find this post and, like, write a positive it for you. Po- yeah. I want us to be open. Because I want to write write her. Yeah. Can you message people on Reddit yes, directly? Yes, you can. I would love to just be like, hey, don't listen to these assholes. Well, she fools. actually is like backing herself up pretty good. She's, good. She's like I'm happy for really her. thought it through. There's some great books out there on being single right now, or on singlehood and being single and, and living that life, and yeah. maybe I can give her those too. And I think that And whole she, communities out there Right. And the nice thing I think about her is that like, I love that it seems like she and Claire have decided to do this because they want to further their life and they're tired of waiting and this is going to be yeah, what's they good have. for them. And, they're, and they, they'll do more together. Yeah, but also they're both saying like, and you know what, like, we're, it's not like we're saying like, this is it, we're going to do this forever. She was even saying, she's like, and if we meet somebody in the future. Yeah, because right. that would be the one issue, yes, right? right. Yeah. Like if you meet someone and Claire doesn't, but they've both like talked about it. Like that movie with Madonna where she had the baby with the guy who was gay and oh. then she ended up having a partner, Benjamin oh Brad, I think was her partner. I feel like I've seen this movie and I know yeah. exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was hard. It's hard. It was so. Hard. That's what I think would be difficult, but I feel like they sound so open that maybe it's even just a possibility for them to say, like, 
yeah, like this is our situation. We're still I mean, be in each other's lives. I mean, certainly it's not going to be any... Yeah. I don't think it's any worse than a marriage right. or any other type of it, right. intimate relationship you could have. So, yeah. Yes. So people are negative about that. And then the other reason about being negative was they felt that, and this will be the end because we can keep this being super short. The The only other thing is they thought it was not fair to the foster kids. Um, the, what? Right. They were like, it's not fair to them. And I'm like, honestly, these are, they said older foster kids. These are people who just want a family and they want to be like in a safe space. And it sounds like they're going to be offering a really safe space. So... Yeah, I don't get that. I feel like that's a thing we both agree on. They're being asked yeah, I, to these people. So yeah, good luck, I just, Claire yeah, and I think partner. It's, I think it's just fear of the unknown, yeah. really. And we do crazy things when we fear the unknown. But we support you here. Yes. <laughs> Us and our 50 people who listen to this podcast think that this is a great <laughs> idea, and we think you should move forward with your life choices. <coughs> Excuse um, me. But anyway, that's it for today. Do you have anything else that you needed to say before we go? I'm good. Okay, well, we'll be back in two weeks, and we're talking about loneliness. Yes. Okay. Well, well then... like and subscribe. Do you want to tell people? Oh, yes. Know? Please remember to like and subscribe. <laughs> Like, find us on Instagram at Girl We Have to Talk Podcast. We also have a Facebook with the same name. Um, and just go onto your podcast thing that you listen to and you can subscribe. And the app you use. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. app that you use and you can subscribe. And then you can even leave us hate messages. I personally am still okay with that. I'm fine. I just want you to comment anything. Be like, you guys suck. Either way, it's fine. Um, okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. <laughs> You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.